Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Mel. Hi, Ash. Welcome back, everybody else as well. We're sorry for the uh, two-week break, I think. I think it's two weeks. It's a slight hiatus. What is time? Time is a flat relative. It's relative. relative. Um, I had a miniature birthday breakdown. I turned 37 and suddenly, for some reason, 37 just hit different. I don't know. You know those birthday years that hit different? Someone said to me it was like odd numbers. Oh. I don't know if that's a thing, but... Other people tell me if you if you feel like your odd number birthday hits different, let me know because thirty six was fine, and then thirty seven I was like, what what am I doing with life? Very very time is a flat circle actually, very existential vibes. But um, here we are, we're back, we're back, and shall we get into this week's question, Mel? Yes, what have we got. Well, we have. All right, I'm going to make up a name on the spot. We have um Medigliana. No, that's too hard to. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. We have Fran. Fran. I'll take Fran. We Fran. We've got Fran here. Um, this is a really good one. All right, have a listen. My situationship problem is me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I always like to think that I'm ready to get back out into the dating scene and you know, get into a relate. Not that I actively seek relationships, but like I always think that I'm ready to get into one, and then the opportunity arises, and I always go like, "Oh, actually, you know what? Nah." And then I become the red flag because I get scared and I put my walls up, and I become just like every other fuck boy named Josh ever. So help me. Obsessed with her just being like every other fuckboy named Josh ever. Completely obsessed with that. Also, friend, first and foremost, out of the gate, hats off for some serious self-awareness. I mean, it takes years to hone that kind of level of self-awareness. So great. Your friends must love you. You don't sit around at drinks on a Friday night where they all sit there tight lips being like, you're the problem. You can just roll into drinks like, here's a story about me being the problem. It's me. It's all on the table. I think you're light years ahead of Josh, the situationship fuckboy, because you know what you're doing and you can see that there's a problem and you want to fix it. So you're like, yeah, way ahead of the game here, Fran. And Um, if you're employing like honest and open communication when you end these things, you know, if you're in a situationship and you realize, oh, I'm not ready and you just say, hey, I'm not ready and you don't just like push them away by ghosting them, I don't really (laughs) see too much of a problem with it. I mean, I guess it's more like, do you think it's more, for me, I see a problem. (laughs) I really relate to this because I think I always, and I think I've talked about this on the pod a fair few times, but I would always get into a relationship. I would always start dating someone and there was this sweet spot, right? And it was like from the first date, if you have a really good date and you're a bit smitten and you walk home and you're like, you know, sparkly, sunshiny, smiling and you send them a text and like maybe send them a photo of you lying on the bed drunk with your dog. Not that I've done that before. And then you keep going with those dates and it's just this blissful, fun period where you just have a person that you're texting, a person who's giving you attention, where there's promise and hope, and but it's still kind of in that 
sparkly, fizzy, fun bit. And then there's something that tips and it's not necessarily that they say something or they do something. It's like, I, I personally think after years of therapy, not that I'm a therapist, but just, you know, just take this advice for free that Mel's paid tens of thousands of dollars for. (laughs) Exactly. I think that, you know, it's something within us where we then panic and we can sense that we're falling for them or we're getting more invested in them or things are getting more intimate. We're getting more vulnerable. And then we want to pull away because to get to go into those murky waters of vulnerability of potentially getting so invested that if they then turn around and leave us, we'll be much more hurt. Going in there is terrifying. And I think it's so natural that many of us, and this goes for guys too, this goes for the Joshes in in this world. Sorry, Joshes, but you're getting labeled as the fuck boy now. Mm -hmm. It goes for the Joshes of the world too, is that I actually think this is also why we get fucked over by people because they're terrified as well. And something just clicks and they're like, oh God, this is getting serious for me. It may not even be getting serious for the other person yet. But it's how you, you perceive it. It's how exactly. you perceive it. And I think also that kind of that kind of situationship, also if you're labeling it as that from the outset, maybe you've already closed yourself off to the possibility of it being something. I used wow, to always yeah. I used to always just have a such a different, I don't know, a, a different sort of outlook on things when they were labeled as such. So if you were just hanging out, it usually never really progressed anywhere because I had already deemed it as casual out of the gate, really. Do you reckon you did that though, because you didn't see fu- a future in it? Or was that just like a protective thing? Maybe subconsciously, but probably just a protective thing. Or I deemed them not good enough for the long term for whatever reason, which is harsh but true. And people have probably deemed me unsuitable for the long term (laughs) for various reasons. And friend, same goes. Like not everyone is the right person at the right time in the right place for the person they're seeing. I think the big difference to me is if you're sitting here saying, I'm the problem, it's me, I always think I'm ready for a relationship and I'm not, that to me says you want a relationship. And I think if you want it, like if you, if you, and even if you can't recognize that at the front of your brain, I think if you're going into things, and this is what my sister always used to say to me, because I used to struggle with this big time, Mm. is like, she'd be like, Mel, you, you always freak out when you're in these things, these committed relationships, or like it tips over into dating properly, exclusively, beyond just casual she's like you always freak out but then you always get into them so it's like you're you're seeking it like if you really didn't want a relationship you wouldn't get to that point you would be dating people casually and you actually wouldn't want that commitment or that vulnerability point it so then to me it says Fran you're scared it's not Fran you don't want a relationship to me it's it's your you're freaking out about the suspect because you know what it is like is it's like and I don't know if this is for everyone so tell me because I don't feel like you have this problem Mm. in the way that I do but it's like you feel suspended in midair because you don't know how you're going to land so when you tip over into that place of vulnerability where you're like this person could hurt me they could ghost me 
we could end up together forever. Do I definitely want that? You start overthinking. You're like, oh my God. And it's, and it takes you immediately out of the moment and into this place where you you're seeing, like you're trying to look down the barrel at the future and you can't see the end of the tunnel. And that fucking freaks you out. I just really like going along for the ride personally. <laughs> like what tunnel? <laughs> yeah, what tunnel? <laughs> I just go along for the ride until, but I mean, I probably put uh, more sort of emphasis on that vulnerability internally. So I would also, um, I would internalize that. So if it ended, I'd be like, cool, I didn't like you anyway. And I would just tell myself that until it was facts. Why are we all so <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> It's a true mystery. It is a true mystery. True mystery. Um, mystery. But look, I I think that in a way it's like the way that you see things, I mean, apart from that weird internalized vulnerability and then you just cut people off and pretend you never liked them part. But the part where you said you like to be in the moment and just enjoy the ride, that I think is key. And I feel like I've always looked at you, for example, when we were single and stuff and thought, that's how I need to get to like that ash is the goal because except for that other secondary part (laughs) you couldn't you couldn't see that I was under under the surface of the water like furiously (laughs) kicking (laughs) it was all calm above the surface Mel (laughs) um but you know like but, but that part of it was the goal in that like you were always cruising you you were going with the flow you weren't like assessing whether they were marriage material you weren't like deciding what to name your children on the flip side you weren't like deciding the date that you were going to break up with them or no. anything like you were just like going this is fun now I'm enjoying myself now I'm going to just keep going you know and and if I feel like if it gets more intimate if it gets more vulnerable that's fine I'm just going to keep walking along and seeing where things head And I do think that there's this balance, right? Because I then I have friends and I've had friends who just throw themselves into the deep end and from the get go. And I think that the the differentiation factor is you should not be opening your whole heart after a few dates. Like, No. no, like don't just blindly trusting what someone's saying. And this, this always happens with the love bombers and it always happens with the like, you know, Peter Pan types where they're just like, you're the most amazing person I've ever met. Oh my God. I've never met a woman like you. Oh, I can't wait for us to go on a mini break in June. Do you want to come to my brother's wedding at the end of the year? And you've been on like two dates. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. Firstly, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> Secondly, that's not a cue for you to just take all of that and open your heart because that's when I think you get crushed and that as we all know, I think, because we've all been in this position where we're dating and we're just getting constant disappointments. It's really hard to climb out of that crush. So I think on one hand, you want to protect yourself a little bit and not like throw your heart's doors open to anybody. Mm. But then it's like, and I think for me, my problem was always that then I would keep them firmly closed. And if they even started to creak open at a very normal pace, I would, I wouldn't realize this is what I was doing. I would, the, the way it would, the way it would um, visualize itself would be, I'd be picking them apart visually. I'd be like, suddenly I'd hate the way their eyebrows look, or I'm like, hate that shirt that they have, or I hate when they hold a fork the way that they do or whatever. And then the other part would be that I would start to pick apart even our connection. I'd be like, 
you know, do we like enough of the same things? Is it weird that they're really into soccer? I'm not really into soccer. I'm never going to be into soccer, you know, like I would just suddenly everything that was just fine and normal and whatever, or even interesting and fun or attractive was suddenly revolting or like concerning or a problem. And it would be such a, a, it would be such a, it would be like the dial just got absolutely drilled the other way. Um, So it's kind of like the ick in a way, but what it actually was under the surface was just me trying to find a reason to close that door again. So maybe that's just a question Fran needs to ask herself. I think so. Yeah. Sit down with the butcher's paper and the texters and maybe... Do a little mind map. Are yeah. you a little, or are you in a situation? <laughs> like where what are you thinking? And like I guess also like push through maybe a little bit. Like yeah. if you're yeah. getting to that point every single time, what what could go wrong if you went, if you got to the like six week mark or whenever it happens for you, Fran, and you just went, I feel like I don't want to be with this person anymore. But I'm gonna just give it another few weeks because. I know I've come here before. I've been in this spot before. Like this is a broken old record. What if we just kept playing it a little bit longer and, and just see, I mean, like worst case, you you date them for a few more weeks and you still don't want to be with them. Then you just end it, you know? Then you skedaddle and move on to the next. Yeah. I also think therapy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think Fran wanted some free, like cheap advice coming to us. <laughs> I mean, free is cheap. Therapy? Less Less so, less cost effective in these economic times. Although if you want your question answered, please DM us. Jeans yes. and nice top with a voice note. Stick to about a minute mark and we will decode it for you on a future episode. We will. But, yeah, so, Fran, last notes. My last note is therapy and what happens if you just keep dating them and just see what happens. What's yours? Uh, mine would be. I will mirror Mel's for something different. I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm going to mirror Mel. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And thanks Thanks, for your questions, Fran. Bye. Bye.